Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, how are you? I am Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News, and we are rolling. Welcome back. We're so excited that everyone's back. We are now officially a year in, and you guys really keep me going. Thank you so much for showing up in this space every single week. This is a movement to share good news, and we are growing every single week with a new episode on iTunes and Spotify, and now also on Stitcher and Outcast. We are so excited about that. Today on podcast number 54, we are focusing on something that I am very passionate about, clean, safe, healthy products. In this case, it is menstrual products and why it really matters for all of our health. This is an important women's health issue that is not always discussed openly, but today we are going to do just that and we are going to explain why this is something we all need to be paying attention to. If you are a woman, if you are a mom or a dad to a daughter, this episode is for you. And guys out there, you guys need to know about this too. Guys, if you have a sister, a girlfriend, a wife, a mother, you guys are invited to listen to this conversation as well. Joining me now from Rhode Island to talk all about this is the co-founder of a small business that I actually use their products every single month, once a month, the co-founder of Top, The Organic Project, Danielle Finkelstein. Danielle is an entrepreneur and she's also a mom, so I know that we have a lot in common when it comes to our daughters and keeping them safe. Welcome to the podcast, Danielle. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Nina. First, congratulations on one year. Um, that's super exciting. Um, exciting to bring all of these great topics to um, so many people um, and bring them to the table and really start addressing um, different issues that we all have um, and different topics that are important to everyone. So oh, love that. So thank congratulations. You. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that we've been able to connect and now collaborate. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Danielle. What's your background? My background, I am a Rhode Islander. I grew up in Rhode Island um, and most of my family, when you live in Rhode Island, you kind of don't leave Rhode Island. I was the black sheep, I left Rhode Island. Um, I went to college in upstate New York where I met my husband, he is a New Yorker. Um, and so after college left and uh, moved down into New York and I went into fashion retail. So I spent about 22 years in fashion retail, started my career at Ann Taylor, grew up through the ranks there, then from there went on to coach Kate Spade. Um, and what brought us up to, um, up to Rhode Island was actually my opportunity at Talbot's. My husband's an attorney, and so he was working crazy, crazy hours in New York, and really for both of us, it came to this point. We wanted to be present for our kids. I loved my job at Kate. I didn't really want to leave, um, but it was really the important thing was for our family to make this change. So uh, moved up to Providence um, for this great opportunity and spent three years at Talbot's um, within that business. Um, what is kind of funny is that um, and one of the things that made me transition um, was similar to where my husband was working crazy hours, I was then working crazy hours. I wasn't present. I was never centered, never saw my kids. Um, and it really left pause for both my husband and I. We had moved up to Rhode Island to make this change. Um, and so this was my transition um, and trying to decide what was going to be my next. Um, so, but loved, loved my career where it was, loved everything about fashion retail, um, learned so much over my years um, within that business uh, and really, really enjoyed and happy to uh, 
happy to have had that experience. And really it's what allowed me to do a lot of the stuff now that I've uh, moved into working on my own business. I know that's so exciting. You guys are so awesome that you, you and your cousin decided to do this company together. So tell us when was it that you and your cousin decided to start top the organic project and where did this idea even come from Danielle? So I left um, my job last August. Um, so it's been actually a year for me as well. Um, so I've sort of in my own an- anniversary as well was leaving. Congratulations. Hardest decision I ever made, but the best risk that I ever made, as I said, really not having that centered moment. And in those sleepless nights, it was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And what kept bringing me back so much was what I loved was this whole entrepreneurial spirit within my, within my career. And I left at the top of my career. Um, there were moments in my career that I was able to grow businesses within and loved finding the white spaces and all of that. So it was almost, it was unbelievable how sort of our paths came together with Thyme and I. So the concept really came from Thyme. Um, Thyme had spent about 27 years in consumer packaged goods. So she was Nestle, Pepsi, Coke, um, and grew within the ranks there as well. And for her, what ended up happening for her was, was a life change as well, is her role was eliminated here in, on the East Coast. So she had the option to move her family to two, um, two other cities, but they were grounded here and they really didn't want to, to do that. So she decided to take the package. She had a year to really sort of figure out what her next was going to be. And within that year, she started to think about all the stuff that she had seen happening within even just consumer packaged goods in the food industry, that there was so much interest in organic and that all the conversations about non-GMOs and her daughter, she's got a young daughter as well. And Josie started asking questions. She wanted, she wanted organic lip balm. She wanted, you know, she was starting to actually start those conversations with Thyme. And Thyme really started to think about what are those things that, you know, I could potentially make an impact in. And it came back to tampons for her um, because she kept thinking like, there's no ingredients on the box. You can go, she always uses this example. She's like, you can take any, you can go to any product now out there on the food shelves and Heinz, you know exactly what's in these products. But when it came to feminine care, there's no transparency about what is in these products. So it really got her thinking about it. And we then kind of came perfectly. She says, I like the unicorn that came to her at this time. Um, because she had the idea, the concept, and she had really done the due diligence of sourcing the product. Um, And we came together in about September. Um, And I was really planning to like take some time to decompress, you know, after working the the craziness that I was doing and really thinking about what my next stage was going to be. I fell in love. I think one, the opportunity to work with her and to do this as a family business um, and as two female leaders was super compelling. And I think just the marriage of the two of us was really perfect. She was much more on the operations, distribution, manufacturing. And my entire experience has always been on on the retail side, um, on branding and marketing um, and really growing the businesses. So it just became this perfect match for the two of us to be able to build this business together. Yeah, and it's so great that it's female-founded. I love supporting businesses like that. It's, it's so great. So why is it important for everyone out there who's listening to use safe, clean, feminine care products? Like, why is this something that we should all be paying attention to? You know, I think it really just comes down to education. I think using that example again of Heinz, the difference with feminine care is that the the companies are not, they do not have to disclose what the ingredients are because feminine care is actually um, classified as a medical device. And within medical devices, you don't have to just dis- disclose the ingredients. So on most of the boxes that are out there for the traditional products, it says it may contain. 
So a lot of what it is actually containing is synthetics and rayons, fragrances, words, polywords that I can't even I can't even say because they're you know seventeen set letters long. Um, but they are there. It really comes down just to education for women to know that what they are. This is you're putting something in the most intimate part of your body. You are using between twelve and sixteen thousand tampons and pads across your lifetime. So that's almost forty years of your lifetime as a woman and a female that these things are coming this close to you. And right now the FDA says that it's a negligible amount of dioxins that are um, that a woman is exposed to in a month. But again, this is forty years across your lifetime. So it's really important for women. You know, we have a strong belief like, yes, we want everyone to be on top of the organic project, but honestly, it's just finding better, better solutions as well as better products. If, if, if the underwear is a better, um, better option for you, if the cup is a better option, if it's another organic option, whatever it is, our really strong belief is that women should just be making this change um, and finding these safer options. Yeah, I, I, really, I really appreciate that, especially because so many tampons, when you think about it, if you really stop to think about it, so many tampons are now made with plastic and all that. And then you think <laughs> about the ones that have that strong scent. Yes. Though, you know, the fragrance, we all know that. Um, <laughs> those of us that um, are interested in, in cleaner, safer products, we know that fragrance is like a bad word, but a lot of people don't realize that that scent means all that fragrance which is potentially toxic i really appreciate that and just Um, speaking real quickly actually one thing about around the plastic piece because mm -hmm. this was probably one of the hardest things for us so within our business um purpose the environment was always super important to us and really like we tried to stay very focused on that um you know thyme and i were both brought up by hippie parents um and so these are things that just have always resonated with us and were important to us the hardest part around this though when it comes to feminine care and plastic is 90 percent of the tampon industry is is plastic and only 10 percent is cardboard um, and most of the pads are all plastic. How did that happen, by the way? Like, how did we it's go down that un- path? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable because you actually see the history and the trajectory of even Tampax. And they they spent a long time not making the change. And then Playtex was introduced with the plastic. And they had to go into it because everyone started to move towards Playtex. Um, and so anyway, so we this was a hard business decision for us. You know, again, here you are in startup life. Like, what should we do? We need to go after plastic. Everyone's talking about it. But what's been fascinating, what we've been watching, and we're actually really proud of the fact that we didn't go after plastic was there's a shift that's happening. So it's happening in the EU. EU um, by 2021 will eliminate all single-use plastic. Canada's same thing. They're on board now by 2021. And so this whole thing is starting to to change out in in the world. The U.S. is always a little bit more behind, Mm -hmm. um, but you're seeing people caring about straws. You're seeing people caring about bags. It's actually a bigger issue with feminine care, how much gets disposed of in landfills. It ranks higher than straws and and plastic bags. Mm. Um, And that's something people aren't talking about as well. So we really stood really strong and solid around this, that we would stay with the cardboard. It still has the the rounded top, so it's still more comfortable for for the woman. But most importantly was that our impact on the environment, we we are not going to move into single-use plastic. So that was a a big shift, knowing what you were just saying about um, plastics and yeah, well, kudos to you guys for that. But why do you think that so many girls and women don't know that this is such an important issue? Do you think it's just that, 
you know, the bigger companies don't want us to know? Or what do you think is behind that? I think that's the the bigger part. Um, Most of the industry has been led by two two of the the biggest players out there um, within traditional products. And what it's taking now is these new brands that are coming up that are starting the education. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take more and more of just letting women know that there is an option. Number one, just know that there's an option out there for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just educating. It's not we don't want to, we don't want anyone to be afraid. Right. I think that's the most important thing. Like this isn't fear mongering. This is just education. Know that you have an option and it's a safer option. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really, I think that's the bigger part is that it's amazing still to us. Cause obviously, you know, when you're on the coasts, um, there's, there, there's, there, people are more aware and there's, there's more brands that are, that are more, more present, um, within the organic space at this point. But when you start to talk to people just across, across the United States, people still don't know that there is an option out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even some of our closest friends, they sometimes don't know. They're like, oh my goodness, like I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That is, that's the big thing. I, I never, I, my whole life, again, hippie parents, I had kids and I changed everything. They slept on organic mattresses, organic sheets, their cl- every, everything. Mm-hmm. This was the one thing I never changed. I was still using traditional products until Thyme and I got together. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And everything else in our house, cleaning supplies. My husband still like grumbles because we use seventh generation. He's like, sometimes it's just not as, I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> It's great. (laughs) Oh my God. I love your husband. (laughs) So great. Okay. So what kind of health problems have been associated with the traditional menstrual products? Give us some examples. I wouldn't give direct examples. I think more of what we have heard from a lot of women who have used and switched to organic, Um, particularly there's some things in the endometriosis. So we have um, actually a woman that we're going to be in her, um, she's creating a, a subscription box. Um, and she's just doing it around women that have endometriosis and she's using our products. What we have heard from a lot of women with endometriosis is it reduces the amount of cramping and how much actually, how much they're actually um, menstruating um, reduces by switching over to an organic product, which we thought was fascinating. Also just in general, we've heard cramping has become much less for a lot of women. You know, it's, it's hard to say like what associates, we know that there's a rise in all of these, all of these women health, there's cancers on the rise, um, you know, between cervical cancer and there's, there's all of this stuff with now infertility. Like there are so many things within our environment. I wouldn't say it's just from this alone. Um, but this is one thing that, because again, it's going into your most intimate, (laughs) intimate spot in your body. Um, it, it is highly absorbent. Um, within that part in your body. And this is an option for you to make a change. Um, so you don't expose yourself to it, to any of any of these additional potential dioxins in your life. Right. And why wouldn't you want to reduce your toxic load, right? Yes. That's how I look at it. So oh, I love that. Um, I actually love that. Reduce yeah, your toxic reduce load. Reduce your toxic load, right? I gave you a new, <laughs> new tagline, Danielle. So break it down for those of us that don't quite get this. Um, all your products are made with organic cotton and that's what makes you safer and then the cardboard option correct, correct. that's what correct. It's, yep it's so everything is cotton. everything is 100% organic and all of our products are actually made in Europe so the standards in Europe um, you know versus some of the standards here in the US they're just they're so much higher and a lot of why they produce this in Europe is to actually give women who have sense there's um, sensitive skin, um, hypoallergenic. Um, and that's one of the biggest reasons. That's how it started in Europe. And then it just the craze, they, they continue to see, see um, strong growth there. Um, but everything is there. It's all organic. Um, 
And, you know, that's been super important to us. And then even our packaging, um, when, when we talk about the environment, even our packaging on the tampons, it's paper. And then on um, the pads, it's a corn-based starch, uh, corn, corn, corn starch based. Um, and so that's also biodegradable as well. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about education, like you mentioned before. A lot of a lot of um, girls out there, if they don't learn about this information from their parents, they're going to learn about it at school. So mm-hmm. that's where the role of like the school nurse may come into play. So are you guys working closely with schools and school nurses to make sure that they're sharing this knowledge with their students at school, or how is that working? It is definitely something that has been on our list. Um, my kids, where they go to school, um, it's actually where I went for high school. Um, and we've been speaking with a lot of nurses. It is such an important part and a place to actually have that conversation. Um, it, again, it's on the list of places where we know that we need to, we need to be able to engage with um, and be able to influence because that sometimes, to your point, is the first time that girls are hearing um, about this. And a lot of the materials are, that are actually being presented to these, to these young girls um, is, one, it's actually not at the right time because you have girls that are getting their periods in fourth and fifth grade now, which is unbelievable. Um, and it's just happening more and more. So the conversations actually need to happen earlier. Um, and it's, there's, there actually, there is no, there is no language in there for organic options. And so that's where their first education is coming from. So they're sometimes also um, given product from some of the more traditional um, brands um, at these times. Um, so there's, there's, there's definitely a piece here around education. Mm-hmm. What we have found though, it needs to, as much as we can, and it's still uncomfortable for a lot of moms, it needs to come from the mom mm-hmm. or it needs to come from someone in the house, whether it's the mom or the dad, mm-hmm. um, to have that genuine conversation and to start to really break down the stigma and change the narrative of what this is. It's a fact of life. I mean, it's with so many of the other of these taboo conversations that are out there, but we've got to break it down and we've got to start it earlier with kids. I mean, I, I can tell you in my household with my daughter, it's, it has been starting that conversation earlier. I know Thine has taken that as well with Josie. Um, it just, it's to, to normalize it mm-hmm. um, and to not hide this. And a lot of girls, they're embarrassed at this time and it's a hard time. They're going through so many different things socially. Um, and we already know at this point, the confidence level that happens with girls when as soon as the, like they start going through puberty, their, their confidence plummets. Mm-hmm. So how do we give them some of that knowledge and strength back? Um, so they do feel like they are, they, they know what their, what their options are. They know what they're talking about they're, They know that they don't need to be afraid to talk to others um, and give them that empowerment back. Um, so those are really important pieces, but you know, yes, the school nurse going back to that question, it's important. Um, but I do have, we do both do have a strong belief that if we can start to also help moms understand what are some of those cues within the conversation to have them um, with their own, with their own daughters, um, that's super important. I think we might have to have you go do a speaking tour around it. We've talked about we've it. We've talked about coming to Connecticut and uh, <laughs> talking at my daughter's school. We would love that. We would yes. love that. We're no, we've talked about, yeah, we've talked about one other thing too, was to create these um, little groups with young, with young women and their moms. Um, and we wanted to call them giving parties because one of the big things within, um, you know, again, it's being able to give them the knowledge uh, and to show them, not to embarrass them, to just show them, but to also then make it actually an event and let the girls then do a little uh, give back on the side as well 
which then they're going to give products to girls that are in need. So it's this whole 360 of give, like as a mom, you're giving her the information and the knowledge. And then as these young women, you're teaching them as well. Also really important to our purpose um, was just giving back. And, you know, really when we started to think about our business, you know, how could we impact the environment was important, but then also how can we in, impact um, those that that don't have, have this option? When we started to dig in and really find, you know, we started to really see what, what it is one in five girls in the United States alone that will miss school um, and miss any after school activities because of their period. So that's 20% of, of girls. And then if you think about what they're then missing in, in they're, they're missing 20% of their, their, their school education um, because they're 25% because it's one potentially one week out of every month that they are missing, missing this. So what became really important for us as well was um, how can we be part of giving back to these young women in, um, in need, remove that barrier of them having to think about, um, I, can't, I can't get access to safe products. What they may then actually be using is unsafe products. It's old rags, it's old clothing, um, paper towels, and remove this barrier, not let them have to worry about this so they can actually focus on their education and let them reach their fullest potential. So this became really important to us. So we've done a handful of um, donations at this point. One we're really proud of recently was to the city of Providence. We donated um, 100,000 period products to the city of Providence. Um, and we did it with the mayor, which was really exciting. And what's incredible there is we were able to do it to their after school program. The city of Providence, definitely progressive. They've already introduced this um, for this coming year. Um, they will supply feminine care for all of their students. So it's super exciting. But what we heard from them is that you have so many of these young women who actually can't attend after school activities. So sports, um, music, uh, arts, whatever it might be after school because of this. So you already have these girls that are already making that effort to do these extracurricular activities. So we donated to all of their extra um, their afternoon uh, programs. And we were then able to provide one out of every six girls in the Providence school system with um, supplies for the entire school year. Wow, that's incredible. It was just great. It was a wonderful moment for both Thyme and I. We brought our daughters, we bring our daughters to actually almost all of these donations as well, just so they can see it as well. They can see the impact that they're having um, and to know that they can actually make this impact. So that part's been, that part's been really exciting. And, you know, this is a lot of other companies are giving overseas um, because there is definitely serious period poverty that's happening um, in other places. Um, but it's happening right here in our backyard. And we actually have the opportunity to change what's happening here in the United States. And that became really important to us. Yeah, I think that's so important. Well, good for you guys. So tell people, where do you guys sell your products? Do you yep. sell them just online? Or are you um, selling them in some stores? Give us, give us yep. the information. So we officially launched in January. Um, so that was really our official launch. And so since then, we've been on our own website. So um, toporganicproject.com. And that has been great. So we've got a really steady stream of subscribers, also just, you know, some people just giving us a try. But now really where we're starting to shift the business is to find like-minded brands that we can, that it's, we're either selling in their locations or we're partnering with them. Um, so one, um, we, we are just launched with a, which actually you would find, you'd really enjoy talking with her. Um, this woman, Kelsey Bucci, she launched this website called Paris Laundry. 
And reason and what her impetus was is she was a survivor of breast cancer, very young survivor of breast cancer. And um, so we've launched with her because all of her products are clean products. Um, so really trying to also find like-minded businesses. We're in spas at this point, we're in hotels, um, we're launching in um, some airports. Um, so really finding um, the business starting to roll in that way. Um, but in traditional retail right now, we're not in actually any um, traditional retailers at this point. Tell us about raising capital for, for your brand, because I'm sure as entrepreneurs, you and your cousin, that was probably something new for you guys. Walk us through that process and how yeah. it's been going for you guys. So we've been self-funded up until this point. Um, and really towards the end of late spring, early summer um, became the conversation. We're like, okay, in order for us to really move the business into um, the next phase, um, we needed to get some outside funding. And it's nothing like the movies. <laughs> There's also some unicorn brands out there. You know, they've been able to do some incredible things. Um, and honestly, like our, 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 our product isn't, isn't a sexy product. Um, and so it has, we've, we've met with some incredible, incredible people along the way. We've learned along, along every, you know, every single meeting that we've had. Um, it's a journey. And that's, I think, the thing. It is definitely, there are the ups and downs of fundraising. Um, you hear it over and over again, especially, you know, the, the, what is the truth of funds are so little for, for female founders versus um, the traditional male founders. And it's, I think that's the thing is like, we have to, what's great is there's two of us. And I think in general, what I so appreciate working with Thyme is that one, it can be very lonely in some of these moments as an entrepreneur and having that support, finding that support. Um, and we really like, we just keep that smile on our face. We keep moving forward. Um, what did we learn from the last one? What are we taking to the next? Um, and so we're in the middle of it. We're in the middle of fundraising right now. And that's going to be important to us. You know, for us, it's not just taking, um, uh, you know, a dollar here and a dollar there. It's really finding the person that's going to resonate with us um, and that we can actually build the business with them. Yeah, I think that's so important. It's all about the journey. So, okay, now if you could start top the organic project all over again, what would you guys do differently, do you think? You know, I think honestly, there are so many things that yes, we would want to change, but we wouldn't have learned along the way. So, I, I truly believe that we are here today where we are today for a reason. And that if we had, if I could have gone back, it's like, you know, it's also like when you're in, in you know, now when I would go back to what I did differently in college, well, I, I would have done a lot of things differently. But Me now I've, I've learned all these new things along the way. And yes, we can only hope we can teach our kids the same thing. But honestly, back to the business, um, we wouldn't be where we are. We've learned every single step of the way um, because you got to, you got, and as an entrepreneur, you are rolling your, you are in it. So like we go from times where we're, we're writing a purchase order all the way to pitching to the investors. So you're doing it all. You're stretched in a hundred different directions. Um, I think the only thing that I would potentially do differently is hiring um, some part-time help earlier on um, and just getting that to help and support the two of us because it is, it is, it's the two of us and we've got, we've got freelancers helping here and there, but honestly having someone dedicated to the business and just with us, um, and who could have the opportunity to grow with us. Um, so I think that's, that would be really the only, the, the biggest thing. Okay. No, that makes sense. Uh, that's really good. So what's your best advice for someone who's listening now? They may have an idea for something, whether it's a product or a business or a company, what is um, your best advice for them? You know, it goes back to what I just said around fundraising. Stay with your belief. 
if there is an idea here that you have strong belief with, um, continue to just move forward with it. The most important thing though, is to find the right support. Um, both Thyme and I are super lucky and super fortunate to have husbands that are so unbelievably supportive of what we do. Um, they both definitely sometimes like give us a hairy eyeball, like, all right, ladies, like what's going on? But honestly, we couldn't get through if it wasn't for their support. Um, and then beyond them, it's finding other women or men who can help support you. Ask tons of questions. There is so much that you don't know when it comes to this. And also just be ready to learn. You've got to be curious. You've got to be ready to roll up your sleeves. Um, and I think that's a part two. Like, listen, I came from, I had a team of, you know, over 70 people reporting up into me, it's seven vice presidents reporting up into me. And now here it is, like, I don't have anyone to call on. <laughs> um, and it is, it's just finding those, like those humble moments of like, all right, I'm in it. You're going to do this and you're going to do it and you get to build it. Um, you know, and I think that's the, but really finding that, that support system is, is and that network around you is so critical. So as a mom, um, because you and I have basically the same age daughters, um, I'm, I'm really interested in hearing this answer. What are you telling your daughter, Reese, about menstrual products? What kind of conversations are you having with her that you might be able to share for some other moms, especially like me, with, we have the same age daughters. Yeah. So tell us about that. You know, again, it is just about starting the conversation so early. You know, we are as moms, like we, you know, close the bathroom when we have our period and we don't tell anyone in our house when we have our period. Like, you know, now that there's tampons and pads all over our house, it's allowed much easier. But even before that, it's just, it's starting it as just facts. You know, this happens to, to women. It's, this is important for you to know, nothing for you to be afraid of. Um, what I've sort of instituted with my daughter, um, and it's really helped in so many different things is we do a walk and talk. And it allows her, we walk the dog and it allows any of those topics. Like we, I'll bring in, sometimes it's my topic that I want to talk about birds or it's, she's got something on her mind and she wants to share, but it's just giving the space as well to like start these conversations with, with your daughters younger, um, not waiting for when they're having the talk at school. Cause you know, all those, and there's so much that's happening in that talk that's happening at school. It's not just about menstruation. Um, it's about puberty, but there's all the other, other aspects of it. Um, it's really just giving the space for, for moms and daughters to, to really have the, the natural, um, conversation and, and to, to change that narrative for young girls. Um, let them have control of this, not let them not be afraid of it. There shouldn't be fear in this conversation when it comes to this. Uh, and teach them how to use it earlier. And, and honestly, also, it's also teaching boys early on as well. Mm -hmm. so that's part of why the stigma and the narrative is the way that it is, is it's like, oh my God, the girls have their periods. Uh, no, just teach boys. I mean, it, it's, again, my, my son, he's surrounded by tampons and pads in our house and same thing with time. I mean, her, she's got a, she's got a 15 year old son at home and it's the same type of thing too. It's like, just, you, you got to bring it to the forefront um, and, and let it be part of a normal conversation. So you know that I'm passionate about sharing good news on this podcast, of course, although we do talk the real real as we have in this episode. But if you can share just some other brands mm -hmm. um, that you guys, you know, sort of align yourself with or that you've um, found along the way that are also dedicated to transparency and providing clean and safe products. Yeah. Obviously, with my other job at Beauty Counter, we're committed. We're committed to doing all the good, all the good stuff too. But what are some other brands that everyone should know about, and also hopefully also be supporting those other brands that are doing Absolutely. the right thing? 
you know, Beauty Counter has been a beacon for us. It truly has. Um, and that was one of the early ones um, for us that we just, we love the message of the brand. We love what Greg is doing. Um, and then what all of you are doing out there in, in the rest of the United States. Um, so that really was one that was was key to us. Um, and so we've continued to, to really, you know, figure every way we can partner with, with Beauty Counter. But other brands, I mean, truly even coming from my old world of fashion, you know, Everlane, um, full transparency in what they do. Patagonia, same thing, just about sustainability. Um, the other beauty brand that I actually love is True Botanicals. Um, so I use some of their products as well. Just wherever those beauty products, you know, I, seventh generation, I've been using seventh generation for years and I am a big believer. Like when it comes to these household items, like that, that was important to me, my cleaning supplies. Um, and so those were, and then I, I want to mention again, I think what Kelsey Bucci is doing um, and creating this site for all clean products, similar to like what Acredo is doing here, she's a little bit more lifestyle. So there are other products in it. Um, but I truly love because it came from a place for her that she needed to make change in her life. Doctors were telling her, don't use these products, don't use these products. She's like, wait a second, why can't I use them now? When I was using them before, there's a reason because it's affecting the, the toxic toxicity in her body. Um, and so anyway, so those are, those are just a few examples of, uh, of some of them. No, that's good. We should all be thinking more about all those different brands and, everything from laundry detergent to deodorant and tampons. I just think it's important to sort of do, do it across the board. So let's talk a little bit about legislation because I, I know there's now a bill on the governor's desk in New York state that's going to require feminine care products to list their ingredients. And that was a huge win, but why is it so hard to get companies to list their ingredients? Don't you think everyone has the right to know what's in their products? And what are your thoughts about this bill that's sitting on the governor's desk right now? Super excited that it's sitting there, um, that, you know, this unbelievable that there's there's a couple of very strong voices that have come forward in New York um, to really start to continue to push this forward. It has continued to just sit on the desk. Um, and, you know, this does come down to the education piece. This just comes down to transparency. Um, the traditional retailers have not had to share what, what's been in their products um, for years. Um, and so now it's, it's more and more people, and I think it's the same rise that you guys are doing at Beauty Counter. It's just the more and more people that are talking about it, it's just bringing it forward. Um, and there will be change. It's going to take some time. There will be change um, because it's going, there's more people now that are starting to really fight the fight um, beyond just the legislation, just to bring um, the topic to front and center. Yeah, I think it's like baby steps, right? One one state at a time, one yeah. thing at a time. And, and honestly, I think with what's happening in the beauty industry, it, this has the, the opportunity to really follow that. You know, it's what the the already the the, the land sort of landmarks that's happening within um, the milestones within uh, beauty. Um, we hopefully within feminine care, we can follow suit as well. Yeah, I think that would be great. We kind of go hand in hand. I think that would be awesome. So what's next for you guys at top the organic project? Tell us what's next for you. What's on the horizon for you guys as a brand? So super exciting. So part of the fundraising piece has actually been part of the business where we were always going to go into uh, in the long term. So we really were thinking about how do you build the business out within five to seven years? What was it going to look like? And one of the areas that just continued to kind of come back to us and then also really gained a tremendous amount of interest from um, the investors was organic incontinence. 
And it is one that we had always planned to move into. And now it really feels that's the place for us to sort of accelerate into. And what we love about it for our brand is us sitting at the sort of the center as the moms providing for our daughters. Um, we wouldn't walk away from feminine care and really making sure that we still have for daughters and these younger women and also for ourselves. But then how do we then to start to support ourselves as we start to age, as well as then our mothers? Um, and what are those safer products? And there's really, again, here's another place that there's almost nothing out there. Um, and there's no, again, there's no transparency. This is a place where it's actually all plastic. Um, so we have the opportunity of sustainability. So there's a lot of other angles also within that. And we just, we also feel like there's actually this opportunity within this woman who's 50 to 65, nobody's talking to her. I mean, nobody that when it comes to marketing dollars, they're actually all spent mm -hmm. on um, the millennials still, but 90% of dollars go towards that when it comes to marketing spends in the big companies. Um, and so there's just this sort of, there's this white space and something we've sort of discovered that we love um, that we can really start to, to build into um, and create this true family um, brand, a lifestyle brand for your family. Yeah, well, that's great. I can't wait to hear more about that as, as things develop, yeah. right? So stay tuned for more info on that. How do people find you guys, Danielle? How do they find you guys on Instagram? Mm -hmm. You know that the gram is my jam. So yeah. tell us how they can find you guys, both your website and your Instagram handle. Yeah. So website is uh, toporganicproject.com and our Instagram is toporganicproject also. Um, and then we also Facebook, we've got a great following on Facebook and we also have Twitter. Um, actually, it's interesting. We've, we've through a lot of our marketing work that we've done um, to response to Twitter has been phenomenal, which both my cousin and I were like, my God, we don't use Twitter. Like, I guess we need to start using Twitter, um, which we love. But yeah, that's another place as well. Um, so definitely engaged there as well. Um, okay, great. And all that information is going to be in the show notes of this episode. And Danielle, we're so excited to share with everyone a special exclusive promo code for all our good news listeners. So can you give everyone the information about the, pro the special promo code that we're Absolutely. offering? So for 20% off, um, our promo code is goodnews20. I'm super excited to be able to uh, give all of these amazing listeners um, this opportunity to give us a try. Um, give us your feedback, honestly. We love it. Actually, we are ones, we've always kept the customer at the center, and we love the fact of getting any feedback, good, bad, wonderful, whatever it is we want to know. Um, and so excited to have some, some new, uh, new, new people join our top family. Oh, well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for giving everyone that discount. Again, the um, Good News 20 on Danielle's website. All that information is in the show notes. And we're all going to start doing these giving parties. Danielle. Oh, please. I know. <laughs> we have it all brainstormed. We just actually haven't like put press to go. So if you know. All right, well, we might have to do this. So, anyway, thank you so much, Danielle Finkelstein, for being my special guest, the co-founder and chief branding officer of TOP, The Organic Project. Congratulations to you and your cousin. I'm so excited for you guys and all your success. We're all going to be following you on Instagram, and it sounds like now also on Twitter. Yes. So thank you so much for all the good work you're doing for women like myself and for girls like Blaine and Reese out there. Mm -hmm. And I just really appreciate everything that you guys are doing, and I just wanted to give you a lot of kudos because I know I've just heard so much about all the hard work the blood, sweat, and tears mm -hmm. that is that is going on behind the scenes, but you guys are doing important work. You're looking out for the environment too, which I also really think is so important. So bravo to you guys, great job. Thank you, thank you. Thyme and I are thrilled to, uh, to have partnered with you. So thank you so much.
Thank you for listening to My Mom's Podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. Also, rate and review all her podcasts, too. And please share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. She's Nina B. Clark. Clark has an E at the end. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thanks again for listening. Let's keep being awesome.